Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I know we have some new faces around here. Well, I shouldn't say faces because I don't see anybody technically. (laughs) But I know we have new listeners regularly, so I just wanted to reintroduce myself. My name is Lizzie Langston, and it's Elizabeth, but I go by Lizzie. And I have three kids, ages almost eight and six and some change and four and a half. And I just get in denial sometimes that my baby is getting so big. Um, I became certified as a life coach after two different big life-halting episodes of postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression after I had my second child and then again after my third baby. And uh, I tried therapy. I tried antidepressants. I tried... Um, a local support group at the hospital. I basically gave everything a try that mainstream medicine had to offer. And then I realized it was really on my shoulders to figure this out. And so I remember I pled with um, my father in heaven and I just said, hey, if you can help me find um, a solution to this way I'm feeling and for me to understand it and get oriented here, then I will spend my time helping other women through this because nobody should be feeling this way without at least understanding why and and knowing when and how they can kind of move forward. So my goal for moms postpartum and for women is not to take away depression and anxiety for these are very important signals and symptoms from our body. They're sacred and they have the capacity to completely heal and transform and change us into the versions of ourselves that we actually deeply want and desire to be. But um, you don't need to disappear into them and lose your life to them, whether figuratively or literally speaking. So I'm here to help you through depression and anxiety 
no matter what stage postpartum you're at. And I want you to know that I really mean that. If you share this podcast or you're listening to this podcast and you are four years after having your most recent baby or four days or four weeks or months, it's it's all the same to me. It doesn't matter because for me, postpartum is any time after becoming a mother. You're never the same. Your needs are always going to be different and life forever changes. So that's me. That's my why. That's my story. And I'm really glad you're here. Today, I want to share a review real quick from somebody who left me one recently. So this is a five-star review by Lucky0024. It's titled, Thank You, Lizzie, with an exclamation point. So she said, I found Lizzie's podcast at a crucial time as I learned and parentheses finally verbalized my postpartum depression. She has helped me to accept my depression, to not be afraid of these feelings, and instead embrace them for the signs that they are. just want to say thank you so much, Lucky0024, for that review. Thank you. And thank you to all of you who leave reviews. If you haven't had a chance to, reviews really help the podcast be found by people who are struggling, by moms and women. So for sure, it helps my my brand and my name get out there and be more searchable. But the most important thing to me with reviews is that women can find this amazing resource that we all have here together. So just do your part today and leave me a review, whether you just click a few stars or if you go in and create a little name for yourself and write a written review. That's my preference. And I would be so grateful. Thank you so much ahead of time for that. Okay. So today's topic comes actually, and was inspired from a session I had in my most recent group coaching uh, session. So for those who don't know, I offer group coaching and it's a 12 week program. And so we just wrapped up session five this past Monday here in April. And it's been so amazing. I truly feel like the best is yet to come with what these women are learning. They're almost done going through my course. So again, if you don't know, I have an online course, it's called the postpartum anxiety course, and it's currently available. If you just go to lizzylangston.com forward slash course, that's where it is as of today. And it's currently for purchase. I've thought about, you know, keeping it exclusively for those going through my program. But as of now, you can purchase it even if you don't come join the 12-week group. But anyway, it's so amazing. And so we've just gone through the intro to healing and calm your body and calm your mind. And now this next week, what they're studying is calm your life and the art of the self-healing session and past trauma and your inner child and all of that. So it's getting really juicy and tender and vulnerable, and I think people's nervous systems are starting to settle down and more is starting to come up, but it's not feeling scary or overwhelming because women are feeling safe and grounded and like energetically holding hands. It's so great. And okay, I digressed a little bit, but what I mean to say is that in this recent session, um, we were talking about rest culture and I had never said that before, but between a few different clients bringing up something similar, which is sort of like this guilt around slowing down and resting or feeling like it's not fair when our spouse does that because we want to do that, but we deny ourselves that pleasure or that deliciousness um, or that desire. It got me thinking, and I want to ask you, what is the 
culture in your household currently around rest. So first, just think of your partner and your children, or if you just have one child, what is the culture so far around rest that you guys intentionally or unintentionally have created together? Do we um, praise people for pushing through fatigue? Is fatigue something that we feel comfortable sharing when we're tired or do we hide that from each other? Is there shame or like I said before, guilt around rest? Is there an onslaught of verbal abuse, whether towards yourself or others, where you want to say things like, oh, why am I so tired? I'm just so lazy or oh, I I did nothing. I'm so lazy. I know, I know I'm so lazy. Is there like that self-degradation or on the contrary, are you able to have your own back when you rest, even if somebody else might disagree or might want you to keep working or doing? Do you listen to your body's cues that it needs rest Um, early? Are you attentive to those, you know, when they first start to happen or are you kind of like maybe a toddler who gets, you know, overstimulated and overtired because they're pushing through, they're just fighting that fatigue to where you're having a hard time falling asleep. Your quality of sleep might not be very good if you are sleeping. How well do you feel like you know your own body's waking up and getting energized processes and then that of slowing down and resting? Lizzie here. Keeping up my energy has been the hardest part of recovering from an emergency C-section this past year. And that is why I have chosen to team up with Timeline. Timeline is a Swiss-based life science company that has spent a decade researching longevity at the cellular level before they ever came out with a product. I'm so impressed by them. And their number one supplement that I take is called MitoPure. The reason I choose to take MitoPure is because it targets the mitochondria, which sophomore year science class is the powerhouse of your cell. So think of MitoPure as little Pac-Men going into your cells and taking out the damaged mitochondria and replenishing them with brand new ones. It's going to make you feel better and you're going to experience less inflammation and feel stronger too. You can go to timeline.com forward slash Lizzie, that's L-I-Z-Z-I-E, and use code Lizzie for 10% off of the MitoPure. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E.com forward slash Lizzie. Use code Lizzie for 10% off the MitoPure cellular supplement. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. You know, if I were to ask you, what do you need on any given night? What are like your ingredients for the, a wonderful sleep recipe? Do you know how to answer that? Now, maybe this might bring up, I know for me at times postpartum, it has this feeling of like, well, how am I supposed to rest? I have a newborn. 
right? And so I just want to differentiate if you have some feelings right now around how much sleep you're getting that are feisty, I'm like, please don't direct them at me. No, no, you totally can't. But um, just know that that is totally validated. And what this conversation today is not having a purpose of is to make you feel like you should be doing more resting and just put another, you know, thing on your list of things to do or to get better at at all. Okay. So this is to support you where you are, not to take away from what you're already trying to do or not to take away from all the effort and energy you're already giving so bravely and so persistently, right? You are surviving and you're figuring out how to thrive again after a huge life change. And not only is it a huge life change to have a baby, especially if it's your first, but actually I shouldn't say, especially if it's your first, because every single child is different and it's a huge transition every time. But also you have past stuff that often postpartum for whatever reason, especially matriarchy, maternal women wounds in your family and in your family line, that stuff comes up postpartum too. And we didn't exactly always see that coming. And a lot of times we're, you know, in the shaking and the aftermath of that coming up and we don't even know. And it takes sometimes months to realize or sometimes years to even have the eyes to see our own trauma in our bodies. And I think a lot of that is because a lot of it we're just born carrying from those who came before us physically, energetically, emotionally. Um, so, you know, so much compassion on you today. Okay. And I want to just invite you to consider that you could have with me today, you could listen and have this passive conversation about rest in a way that could feel regenerative and that could be supplying of encouragement and of a way forward that could feel good and broader and maybe more clear and visible than, than you felt previous to this episode. So I just want to say that because it's important for me that you feel safe here on the podcast and that you don't feel like my voice and these ideas that I bring up are just like punching bags that are whipping you in the face, (laughs) backfiring for listening to a podcast. This is not about just about self-help and doing better and being better. A lot of us have been trying that and we've exhausted ourselves coming from that place. This is about nurturing you just as well as you nurture your little baby. So that's really what, when we talk about rest culture, I want to just ask, do you feel nurtured in your life by you? And again, I'm not asking this in a scolding, scornful type way, okay? Like this is just a loving check-in because you love yourself, because I love you, because we love each other and we love you. Have you felt nurtured by yourself? Do you have a concept of what that means or what that could look like? And then let's go back a little bit. Did your mother nurture you? Maybe that answer is multifaceted. Maybe she did in some ways. Maybe she didn't. What is nurturing? 
to you? What feels nurturing? Is it okay for an adult to want to be nurtured? Do we still need nurturing? Okay, and if we do, where does rest fit in? What memories do you have when you think about rest as a little girl? So I want you to go journey back to childhood. And even you can imagine what your mom that carried you, so your biological mother, what she might have been experiencing while she was carrying you. And you don't need to go there if it doesn't feel safe or good. And you also don't need to like go all the way there. You can just kind of do a mental gloss through. Now, that being said, if you feel like you really want to go there. You can pause and really go there and journal, make, make a thing of this. If you just feel like it, when I ask you that question about rest and you, when you were in the womb or when you were a newborn or, you know, your growing up years, and there is something meaty and fleshy there that just needs to be felt and seen and thought about and sifted through, then by all means, take some time and pause And rest into those memories and see what's there for you. See what messages and lessons and healing and remembrances and shiftings can be found in those memories. And then for the rest of us, for now, but come back if you need to, just be thinking, what memories do you have? Casual or really meaningful, a quick little memory or a longer you know, saga type memory. Do you have of women specifically in your life who were older than you, who you looked up to and their rest culture? Were they a Mary or a Martha (laughs) for those of us that have like that Christian Bible background, right? But was your mom a hustling and a bustling, or was she sitting at the feet of Jesus on a general basis? And this isn't about criticizing or classifying This is just to consider where we come from, what underlying and subconscious thought patterns might be around the culture of rest. What beliefs do you have? When I ask you, what do you believe about rest and resting? And that doesn't just mean sleeping, by the way. So resting can be pausing a to-do list to read a book. Resting can be not clearing the dishes right away after dinner and chatting for 15, 20 minutes, letting your body literally rest and digest. Rest can look like sleeping. Rest can look like a walk that is slow and calm. Rest can look like going on a drive after a busy Saturday and just seeing the nature Rest can be laying by your baby and watching your baby sleep. Rest can be those beautiful, juicy moments after intimacy where you just stay there. Rest can be canceling things to watch a show on Netflix. So notice as I start giving these ideas, do you have moments in your life that come up and you feel guilty? Like when you think about Netflix, does your brain say that that's okay? 
and restful and that it's okay to watch Netflix in the middle of the day in order to rest? Are there certain activities that you've taped off as rest worthy and worthy of doing to be restful, but other ones are not? Or maybe as you step back and reevaluate, think about the last couple of times you've actively rested. If you can think about those. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS. Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. How did you treat yourself during those times? Were you on your case? Were you having a hard time really coming into a state of relaxing and resting because you were in your brain thinking, I should be doing this, I should be doing this? What's the quality of your rest like generally? I want to offer there's a lot of us postpartum women who who are doing all the right things to try to be able to get as much sleep as possible. And we know that self-care is important. And so on some end of the self-care spectrum, everybody's kind of in a different place, but we're doing stuff, you know, and we're advocating to some degree. We're setting up and arranging help for ourselves. But the question I want to ask too is, When you finally get there, let's say, you know, just for example, let's say you hire a babysitter for one hour and it's while the baby, the new baby's napping and your older kids are with the sitter and you just get to go out. Do you rest well? Even if you're not sleeping again, do you rejuvenate and relax and restore well? How well? So this is something to think about. Um, I know one thing that came up in our group, and I don't want to share any identifying details, um, but I know there there were a couple of the women in the group who brought up just feeling like their husband will say things or their partner will say things like, um, you know, criticizing themselves when they rest. So even though there's not specifically criticism given to one of my clients, when the people that they're in relationship with and in close proximity to have a culture of kind of poking at themselves and emotionally and and sort of criticizing themselves for wanting to rest or needing to rest so much, then they start to feel unsafe resting. And it sets a tone in the nervous system and in the home that is anti-restful if you will. And it sort of makes it hard to rest. And if you do rest, you're kind of on pins and needles. I know for me, sometimes um, I can only rest if I know that this has mostly been in the past, but depending on what the understanding was between my husband and I, I might only be able to rest if I know he's not coming back soon, or if I know that there's nothing that he was hoping that I would be doing. And I have to work with my nervous system in very different ways, depending on um, maybe his expectations or hopes of things I'll get done and stuff. There's also been times where 
in order for me to rest, I've had to allow other people to feel disappointed. Like my kids, for example, sometimes they um, might feel disappointed if I don't want to play and I just want to rest. And that's definitely a skill I've had to build is allowing other people to work around my resting. So really this episode is just to plant some questions and to really take inventory and evaluate how often am I resting? How deeply or how quality is my rest? Um, do I feel like I have some good restful activities, whether it's sleeping or otherwise, that are self-regulating and really rejuvenating for me? Or do I feel like there's a big question mark there? And if there is a question mark there, what are the thoughts? And this is literally what I ask my clients. like, What are the thoughts that keep you from resting? What are the beliefs? So for example, let's just go through a couple common beliefs for women as far as I'm concerned, like women that come into my organization. There'll be things like, I just don't have time to rest. I just can't. Or if I rest, then who's going to get all these things done? Things just have to be done. Almost like this sense of martyrdom or this sense of not saying you you want to have that sense of martyrdom, but it's like the things to be done have more value than our rest and our desire to rest. And not just our desire to rest, but also our actual bodies and what they need, our body's needs and our body's physical signals to us. And I want to just ask, like, who, who does it serve for you to value things getting done or schedules being kept and commitments being kept more than your rest? Now, in some situations, you might decide that you do value keeping a commitment over resting. And I am in no way saying that's wrong or that that's not okay. The point here with this conversation is just opening up to where are your values and being aware of them. Do you like where they are? Would you want your daughter, when she grows up and becomes a mom potentially, right? Would you want her to do it the way you do it? Why or why not? Do you like the tone around resting and really the general nervous system tone in your home? How regulated do you feel like you are? How regulated do you feel like you have the ability to make yourself on demand when you want to regulate your emotions and your nervous system and your heart rate and and all of that? I want to invite you to rest if you want to and to have a conversation. Just open up a conversation with your partner about rest culture in your home and what it's doing. And maybe talk with him or her about the way they were raised and see what underlying beliefs you guys might be working with and how they compare to the greater culture. And most importantly, what they'll create going forward for you in your body and for your children and for the overall nervous system management of the humans in your household. So that's my offering to you. As always, if you want to do more work you can always join my group coaching program. I don't have a date yet for the next one that's opening, but it'll be in the next 
seven, six to seven weeks at the soonest. So we're here on April 14th today. So, um, it could, it could open earlier than that. I will say it could be before that. So it could be in May, um, as well. So if you want to get on the wait list, just go to lizzylangston.com forward slash program, and you can hop on the wait list so that you don't miss any announcements about the group opening or just stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast as well. All right, you guys, we'll talk to you next week. Rest well. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. Lizzie here. Keeping up my energy has been the hardest part of recovering from an emergency C-section this past year. And that is why I have chosen to team up with Timeline. Timeline is a Swiss-based life science company that has spent a decade researching longevity at the cellular level before they ever came out with a product. I'm so impressed by them. And their number one supplement that I take is called MitoPure. The reason I choose to take MitoPure is because it targets the mitochondria, which sophomore year science class is the powerhouse of your cell. So think of MitoPure as little Pac-Men going into your cells and taking out the damaged mitochondria and replenishing them with brand new ones. It's going to make you feel better and you're going to experience less inflammation and feel stronger too. You can go to timeline.com forward slash Lizzie, that's L-I-Z-Z-I-E, and use code Lizzie for 10% off of the MitoPure. That's T-I-M-E-L-I-N-E.com forward slash Lizzie. Use code Lizzie for 10% off the MitoPure Cellular Supplement.